Health advocates, this is very interesting. They are fundraising right now to build a home for patients seeking medically assisted deaths. We've reached out to Tom Foreman, who's CEO for the Assisted Dying Resource Center in Canada. Welcome to the show, Tom. Good to have you along. Uh, Hi, Kelly. Great. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's been two years since medically assisted dying became a law in Canada. We're still hearing horror stories about people that have said, okay, I I would like to... um, sign up here and and opt for medically assisted dying and and stories of people that uh, have to be they're in serious pain that have to be taken from their facility to another facility to um, get medically assisted dying administered to them and it's just they're just horrible nightmarish stories so I understand that you guys are fundraising to build a home for patients that are looking to seek uh, medically assisted deaths. Why is what you're calling Made House necessary? So I think you've hit on um, one of the fundamental uh, reasons why it's necessary. Uh, so there are several reasons. One is that if somebody happens to be in a faith-based institution or an institution that um, has conscientiously opted out of allowing access in their space, then those people who um, may be living there, if it's a long-term care facility or if it's an acute care facility uh, admitted, really don't have the option to exercise their right to access made in that environment. So they're needing to, as you said, um, be moved somewhere else to, to have the procedure. That creates a whole set of um, uh, challenges for that patient and their family. Where, where could they go? How do they access the space? How do they navigate the system? And you rightly pointed out at the very beginning that we really need to start with the fundamental claim of people seeking medical assistance and dying, which is my suffering is so intolerable that my life is not worth living any longer, and therefore I'm choosing this as an option. And if we start at that point, people are making a claim of intolerable suffering. Mm -hmm. The system should be helping to facilitate their access, not creating barriers and roadblocks to access. So, um, so for for us, one of the the primary goals is then to ensure that people who want to exercise their choice in medical assistance and dying have a place to do that. The other piece of that is we know that patients are being admitted to hospital for the sole purpose of receiving medical assistance and dying. That's akin to somebody going to the emergency room because they have a cold. It's a, it is not an efficient use of the resource. We know that our hospitals are overcrowded. We know that there's uh, hallway medicine, as the government continues to tell us. Um, so why not divert those people out of the hospital? Why are we bringing them into a hospital setting to have a procedure, or however you want to describe it, um, it when they don't need to be there for it? Can and you, so maybe, Tom, yeah, could you... I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I just wanted to ask yeah. you a quick question. You know, with yeah. that in mind, could you tell people why people would not... Because I'm sure people are thinking, well, why wouldn't you just do it at home? Why are people right. opposed to medically assisted death at home? Right. And I'm not sure that people are necessarily opposed to it. But again, it creates a, um, a sociocultural dynamic for people in the home. Uh, for example, we've had family members say, you know, um, I just don't think I could continue living here after my father died in a house or yeah. after my husband or wife died in the home. Um, some people, rightly or wrongly, um, are concerned about resale value of a property if somebody's had medical assistance and dying. Do I need to disclose that? Will it impact my ability to sell the property afterwards? And we also know that some 
some cultures um, have, uh, you know, uh, cultural practices around uh, the ability to continue to occupy a residence once somebody's died in it. And so um, it just isn't for everybody. And again, what we would like to do um, at the Assisted Dying Resource Centers Canada is provide a home-like environment. So what is Made House? Maybe break it down for us and tell us what you're trying to, to fund here. Right. So what we're trying to do is uh, create a, a home-like, safe, comfortable environment for people to receive medical assistance and dying. So physicians can bring their patients and they can access the space that way. Also, we know people have been challenged in finding um, uh, the space to have uh, assessments for eligibility. And we would hope to provide space for assessments of eligibility. In addition, um, we, were, uh, we were hoping to uh, conduct grief and bereavement support groups for people with an experience of MAID, uh, community education, uh, clinician education, and support programming. So it's really a, a full range of programming. And we really see the practice of MAID as being on the continuum of end-of-life care. So we're really um, hoping to place ourselves on that continuum and, and be integrated into the broader end-of-life care um, system. Where would Maid House be located, and would it be a new build? It would be in the GTA. Yep. Uh, I, ideally, if you know we had billions of dollars, we, we would uh, well, like to purchase a place, but we do realize, given our funding constraints, that we're most likely going to need to operate out of a rented facility and space. So that's probably where we're going. Um, again, the ideal is we purchase a place and then, then it's our space. But if not, um, we're certainly open to and wanting to uh, actively pursue renting a, a space. And you've and started be- a, a fundraising campaign, correct? We have a fundraising campaign. We're on, uh, we are a registered charity, and I think that's important for people to know so that um, we have been vetted by the Canadian Revenue Agency. We do meet the, their criteria for uh, conducting our uh, work as a charitable organization, and so we are able to um, you know, provide uh, tax receipts. But uh, we're through Canada Helps is how people could donate to us. Okay, CanadaHelps.com? That's right. And, or maybe .ca, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, this, this concept for a place for people to go to have, you know, access to medically assisted dying, made house, how big do you want this, this uh, building? Um, it, it doesn't have to be huge. We know that, our vol- the, that the volume, 60% of um, made cases uh, currently are being done in hospitals, and we know that... Uh, um, that uh, people in that environment would would access and people from home so we're we haven't really landed on volumes and, and quite honestly we don't know what the volumes will look like ultimately until we're open and are able to begin to accommodate people and so we have a sense that we could be doing around 20 um accommodating 20 procedures a month mm-hmm. um which would put us in you know 200 to 250 a year um, so that's kind of what we're looking at as an initial startup uh, volume. I understand you've reached out to the government. What have they said? They said nothing. Uh, <laughs> we reached out to the previous government uh, just prior to the last election, uh, and everything was put on hold pending the outcome of the election. Uh, with the new government, we reached out. We had put a proposal, a funding proposal, into the government uh, under the, the previous government. Um, we reached out after the election, asked if we could re-engage with the Ministry of Health and Long-Term Care. We have not received a response at all. Well, I know they're um, trying to deal with, you know, de- saving money and looking for efficiencies in the healthcare system. So as you say, this gets people out of those beds. 
It it absolutely does. In addition, um, the the information that we have anecdotally from some of the acute care uh, institutions is that it's costing the hospital system around two thousand five hundred dollars per made case to bring somebody into the hospital to do a made case. We can wow. do that for far less than that. $250,000. No, $2,500. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, and, and really, when you, when, when you hear the government say, we want to do, we are people-focused, mm-hmm. we are efficiency-focused, we want to end hallway medicine, and we provide them with um, a way to achieve some of those goals, and then they're not interested in engaging with us. We have to ask what's behind that. How far away are you from making Made, a re- made House a reality? Um, one big check. <laughs> one okay. big donation. We are, let's put it, we have all of the infrastructure in place. As soon as we have the money, uh, we can have the doors open in three months. All right, we so if people are listening right now and they're yeah. thinking, I could get behind this, yeah. Where are they going to, uh, you know, what website again are they going to to help, even if it's just a little bit of money, fundraise to build this? Right. So the, the website that would, would give them all of the information they need is madehouse, one word, dot C-A. And that's and M-A-I-D, house. That's correct. M-A-I-D-H-O-U-S-E dot C-A. That's our website. And there's a donate link that will redirect you to the Canada Health site. But it also... Um, presents a, an outline of the work we propose to do, who our um, you know, partners are that we're working with, our leadership, etc. Tom, I really appreciate you joining us. I think it's a fantastic uh, uh, project that you're working on. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate having the opportunity to talk about the work we're doing. We're very excited. All right. Best of luck with your fundraising goals.